Both of the following statements are true. The Seattle Mariners struck out 18 times on Sunday. They also won by four. Baseball. Let's talk about it here on the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners. Your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Sunday, June 18th, 2023. This is Tidy Gonzalez and Colby Patnode for the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show. The link as well as our social accounts is in the description of this episode. Five to one, the final score from T-Mobile Park. The Mariners take the rubber match against the White Sox. We're going to talk a little bit about Bryce Miller. But first, let's start with this offense, Colby, which set a little bit of a major league history today. Uh, The Mariners became the fourth team in major league history to win by four or more runs while striking out 18 or more times. So, a lot of ugly, but then Jared Kelnick busted things open with a bases-clearing triple that made uh, the overall score look a lot better, a lot more favorable for the Mariners. So, because as we all know, wins only count if they win the right way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You always knew this team was going to be historic and record-breaking. Right. Um, Yeah, so... The key in your little stat there was the word win, which is the only thing that we care about, especially mm-hmm. when you consider how rough of a weekend it was for teams ahead of you, like Toronto, like Baltimore, like the Houston Astros, like really you picked up a game on everybody except for the angels at some point this weekend. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it's a pretty good weekend. It's a good capper to a pretty good homestand. And I, I already saw the comments like, yeah, well, they could have swept. They could have won both of these yeah, they could have. You know who mm-hmm. else could have swept? Pretty much every team in baseball is going to play, you know, three game series, and there's going to be one game that they lose that they really could have won. I mean, you That's mentioned baseball. the Angels; they had a complete, utter meltdown yesterday yeah. in Kansas City. Right. So happens. Yeah, baseball. Yeah, baseball's hard. <laughs> baseball's very hard. Some uh, days you strike out 18 times and win by four or more. <laughs> That's right, baby, and that's all that matters because at the end of the day regardless of the strikeouts, regardless of the fact that they only had two hard hit balls the entire game, they put up a five spot, a five spot. Mm-hmm. Just imagine like imagine two weeks ago complaining that the Mariners scored five runs. Now, <laughs> thankfully I haven't seen a lot of people complain They're they're taking the win. They're running with it. Fine. Whatever. Good. Good. That's the yeah. right attitude to have. Absolutely. Because a win is a win is a win. doesn't really matter how you get it. And Hey, you know what? At the end of the day, the reason you won this game was because of, Julio Rodriguez, Jared mm-hmm. Kelnick, mm-hmm. Bryce Miller. How mm-hmm. fun is that? Your three, like three of your big young guns. And hey, you know what? Let's give some credit. Ty knows where I'm going with this to Colton Wong, who finally on June 18th contributed in a big way to a Mariners victory by being the guy who chased Lance Lynn out of this game mm-hmm. with a bunt single. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. which really set up everything for Kelnick uh, because, you know, after that, they get him out of the game. You know, JP and Julio, not great. 
Not great. I can't. Did JP no? JP didn't walk against Lopez. He struck out right. Um, against Lopez, he uh, grounded into a force out. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Julio then strikes out, and you're like, oh boy, it looks like it's going to be two to one. And then walk, walk, triple. tail locked again. I tail locked again. Man. Chills. Tail yeah. locked again. Yeah. And what we've been asking for, really, in the entire series since the last game against Miami. Can somebody please, when you get guys on base, can somebody put one in the gap so you can score multiple runs in an inning? We've been mm. asking for that the entire, especially with two outs, especially with two outs. Find a way to put a ball in the gap, get multiple runs. And today it just so happened the Mariners only got themselves two really good opportunities to score runs in this game. And what happened to the two opportunities they had? They both put they put balls in the gap. Oh my gosh, imagine that. And they scored five runs essentially off of those two hits. This uh, was not the game I would expect them to do that in. No, no, because I'm sitting there the entire time after the after the two run Julio double, going like, "Can they win this game two to nothing? Can they win this game two to one?" Because they are not scoring again. It turns out the answer might have been yes because they got to the eighth up two to one. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, obviously, it's much better that Jared Kelnick uh, found a way to have the hardest hit ball of the day uh, did Kelnick after he was having just a, a rough game, struck out a couple more times, just, it's just not looking good for Jared. And he comes up, lines it right over the shortstop's head, right into the gap, RBI triple game over essentially at that point. Um, and yeah, it's, it's fun. It's Julio who Ty spent a good majority of today treating like he was Colton Wong for some reason. Uh, who came up Julio big two RBI double also had a stolen base um, mm. and a walk pretty good day for Julio. Good day for he Kelly. read, he read my tweets. Sure. Sure. Not a good day for Ty France, but well, you know, yeah. or Tay Oscar yeah. or Gino. Yeah. Uh, all the, all those guys have been good lately. So yeah, yeah you give them pass. Everybody can have a bad game. Cal Raleigh had a nice game too. A couple hits. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Mike Ford is turning back into Mike Ford. Surprise. And Colton Wong, baby, the biggest hit of the day. That wasn't an RBI. That's right. The bunt single. Colton a Wong bunt of all things. Yeah, I know. Go yeah. figure. Beautiful bunt. Beautiful bunt. Sure. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah it, it, you know, you do what you got to do. And, and such a great, uh, such a great bunt. <laughs> it would make Dave Sims blush. It, I, I'm a little, I'm a little sad. He wasn't on the call today. Uh, yeah. He's on the TV side of things. So, mm-hmm. cause I'm sure that was his favorite play of the entire game. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. I, no. I'm sure it was too. But again, at the end of the day, this was kind of the outlier for the Mariners offense. And really it, it, it went back to yesterday's game after they chased the starter after five, you're like, this is great. The Mariners are, they're, putting so much pressure on these guys it's a continuation of everything we've seen since the san diego series and then yep. after the fifth inning after you got into that mediocre white Sox bullpen you just slammed on the brakes and you couldn't do anything even when you were given the phantom runner at second two innings in a row you couldn't score a single run. yeah can we not can we not talk about that anyway yeah, I just but i'm just saying it was kind of a, it looked like it was a continuation of that yeah, yeah yesterday yeah. and you're sitting yeah. here going like well here we go we had our little you know we had our little two week run on offense and we couldn't do anything more than 500 with it. That's, that's a bummer. Um, mm. And then, you know, thankfully Colton Wong stepped up, bunt single, you know, JP didn't do his job, but whatever, you know, he ran hard for a double play, I guess. Um, and then, yeah, the you just walk. praised Jerry Kelnick on that like two days ago. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I expect more from JP. Um, he ruined God. Colton Wong. Colton Wong should have scored a run there. That's all I'm saying. Right. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. And at the end of the day, the Mariners put up five. And nobody cares about the strikeouts. And, and kind of the one thing that the Mariners did do to set themselves up to win that the White Sox did not do, uh, they didn't walk anybody. The Mariners only had uh, uh, seven strikeouts today. They walked nobody. Second game in the series where they had zero walks, the two that they won. Um, and so, you know, the White Sox, despite their 18 strikeouts, they walked four, which isn't too bad. It's not too bad of a number until you consider that all four of those walks came around to score. Right. And that's the ball game. So, yeah, a weird game, yeah. certainly for the Mariners and, and one for the record books and in a kind of, you know, just like mm, head tilting yeah. way. But at the end of the day, it's a win and the Mariners win both series, you know, at home before they go off on this tough road trip. So you take it, you bank it, you don't mm -hmm. apologize for it. And you picked up a couple games on some teams that you're chasing in the wild. You're only three games back right now of a playoff spot. Baseball. Oh, did, did Boston beat New York? Oh uh, no, I, I, it's one-to-one. -one, so gotcha. You could be. Oh, uh, Sunday night baseball. Of course, yeah. it's Boston versus New York. Even Alex Cora doesn't like that. Yeah. He said it's getting to be a bit much. Like, yep. I would love to play you. on a Sunday night baseball game, but uh, have the Mariners done that since we started recording together? I don't think they've done it since the Cubs game, the Steve Ciszek game, the Ciszek wild pitch game, which is 2016, I think. That was Sunday night baseball, right? That I'm wasn't like sure. another like yeah. prime time ESPN game. No, I'm pretty yeah. sure that was Sunday night baseball. But yeah, I think yeah. that's the last time. I think that's the last time. Like they've played on ESPN since then, but that's like sure. opening night, yeah. whatever. I mean, yeah. teams won 90 games in back-to-back -back years. You think you can find them one slot on Sunday night baseball, but whatever. Yeah, especially early in the season, like when yeah. the hype was still like very, mm -hmm. very much mm -hmm. present. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, so in conclusion... The destination, great. The journey, pretty ugly. This is definitely not the formula moving forward. This is not it, but we will take it. We Everybody take knows it. the destination is the prize, not the journey. Come on. Sure. Come okay. on. Uh, uh, Tell you what, if I told you the Mariners were going to score five runs every single night, but strike out 18 times every single night, you'd take it. Sure. Yeah. You'd take it. So, yeah. 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 yeah it was ugly, but. Dubs yeah. for days. Uh, I should probably start trashing players more on Twitter. And and by trashing, I mean just saying like the facts, you know, <laughs> the facts in your own, in your own, you know, biased way. Sure. I mean, literally just posted numbers with the Julio tweet, yeah. just numbers, numbers biased, that sure. exist that you, you take can away. Find. You take away the best week of his year and he's not been very good. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, one, which, which one we week did, out of three sure. months. One sure. week out of three yeah. months. You just take that out. Yeah. One week out of, you know, 12. Sure. Totally but, fair. Yeah. Totally fair. Did you take out his worst week too? Didn't think so. I could. I could. If you want me to. It yeah, still looked no, bad. Fine. It, it probably looks like his normal slash line if he did that. So mm. like his actual slash line right now. Oh, yeah. 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 Which is, so. yeah. It's about league average. Yeah. Yeah. Slightly above league average. Yeah. Anyways. Uh Hey, good day for Julio though. Uh, mm -hmm. Parking that ball in the gap. That was massive. Um, yep. And that seemed like something the Mariners desperately needed <laughs> like uh, that that was all they were going to get uh fortunately Jerry comes through with the bases clearing triple and uh, they're able to pull away there and possibly save Paul Seawald from a third straight day pitching so that was that was huge as well yeah 
he was already up and hot so kind of counts as using them anyways but whatever mm, yeah i mean i guess no no stress see, of the the actual sure. high leverage pitches but yeah 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 after he had a rough one yesterday yeah yeah so that was that was pretty big all right um we're gonna stick with pitching here we're gonna talk about bryce miller he was uh really really solid today so we're gonna go over his start in just a moment but first a reminder this episode of the locked on mirrors post game show it's brought to you by ebay motors for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head on over to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Thank you again for making us your first listen after the Mariners 5-1 to win over the Chicago White Sox. Colby, are you frozen or are you just sitting still? I cannot tell and I'm incredibly concerned that we've lost connection with one another. Do uh... you have disconnected? Uh-oh. Or maybe you're lagging. I hear you now. I hear you. You're making noise, but you are not moving on my end. So I'm well, going to try and ramble here for a quick second and hope that your internet figures itself out. Uh, let's go over Bryce Miller's numbers as we hope that uh, Colby's connection gets its stuff together. All right. So Bryce Miller today. And uh, that's amazing what I just did. I just went on Friday's game. So we're just all over the place right now on the Locked On Mariners postgame show. However, I am getting today's game up so I can read you uh, Bryce Miller's stat line. All right, here we go. I got it. We're good now. Seven innings pitch. Four hits allowed, just one earned run. Six strikeouts, just uh, no walks. Uh, he did give up quite a few hard hit balls. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine hard hit balls. Uh, but he was able to get through this thing relatively uh, clean. And Colby, I think you're back now. So, yay, we did it. Uh, You just heard the numbers that I listed here from Miller. What did you think about his afternoon today? It was interesting. Um, I don't want to say that he was really good, but then again, that might just be because I'm comparing him to Lance Lynn, who was incredible. Um, But just eight whiffs uh, today from... uh, from Miller, although he did get six strikeouts, which is a pretty nice number for him. Um, you, what what was interesting about Miller is that we talked about this after uh, Friday night's win, uh, that the Mariners very clearly had a plan that they were going to try and slider the uh, Chicago White Sox to death. And tonight was really the first game uh, that Miller uh, was, was successful where he didn't I don't want to say overly rely on the fastball, but he only threw it 59% of the time tonight. Uh, the slider was his number one secondary pitch. He threw it 26 times, 31% of his pitches were the slider uh, in this game. He also threw what is credited with five sweepers. Um, mm. And so at the end of the day, essentially Miller was 59% fastball, uh, 40% 
you know, breaking ball or off speed. So it was much more of an off speed mix today from Miller. Um, didn't get a ton of whiffs. He did get, you know, seven whiffs on the fastball, but on 32 swings, uh, nine called strikes. It's a pretty good number on that pitch. And as has become the case with Bryce Miller, a lot of foul balls. Um, that is the, that is the kind of, um, side effect of throwing this high, high spin rate fastball when hitters know it's coming is they're not really going to be able to square it up much, but they are going to be able to foul it off. Um, and today Miller was able to use his off speed stuff to kind of put hitters away, avoid the long at bats, uh, which has sometimes been an issue, uh, with Miller. Uh, he only threw 85 pitches through seven. I thought maybe there was a shot. They put him back out there for an eight for the eighth, considering how, you know, uh, how tough, uh, the bullpen has had it the last few days. Um, you know, see what, obviously Munoz is not at a spot where they're going to use him three days in a row. Um, and I don't think they want to do that with brash still. They were apparently willing to do it with Seawald, which I think speaks to how important the Mariners thought this game was for them. Uh, thankfully they didn't have to, but yeah, the bullpen wasn't in great shape. So I thought maybe they might push Miller out there for the eighth with 85 pitches. Uh, they didn't, it ended up being the right decision and, and Miller's day stats wise, really good. Um, few too many hard hit balls. Sure. But he didn't walk anybody. That's the big one. Didn't get a lot of whiffs, which is kind of like our go-to. He only had a uh, 15% whiff rate today, which is very low. And, uh, but he did get, you know, a handful of called strikes and foul balls. While they're certainly not whiffs, they're not all foul balls are created equal. Either if you foul a pitch straight back, obviously that's different than if you barely get a piece of one and, and you nub it down the line, but foul balls are at the end of the day, they are strikes without consequences. They are, you know, strikes that cannot possibly hurt you. So foul balls uh, are always going to be part of Miller uh, in his profile until he sharpens up those sliders or those, the curveball, and he can get more whiffs on those pitches. But overall today, I thought he was, he was pretty good fastball velocity, right where you wanted it to be. Um, and it was just more of a mix. Um, it, it's, it's kind of funny here. <laughs> uh, apparently Bryce Miller threw a curveball that had, a maximum of 61 inch vertical break, uh, which I'm not sure how that works. Uh, it's apparently one below, like one inch below his, his average for the year. So I'm not sure what's going on with that. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, I thought the, the slider today was actually pretty good. It was out of the middle of the plate for the most part. And again, no walks. That's the key for Bryce Miller. He's probably not ever going to be, well, at least not until he gets the breaking stuff ready. He's not going to be a, a nine K per nine type of guy against most teams. Uh, so six strikeouts through seven innings is a pretty good number for him. Um, and the fastball was what you wanted it to be out of the middle of the plate. And we saw more of the slider uh, and the sweeper than we ever have. So overall, you know, it's tough to call it a great night when you watch what Lance Lynn did on the other side, but also we could just call it straight up right now. Bryce Miller outpitch Lance Lynn. <laughs> as crazy as it is, that is the case. Let, let's let's be fair here. I mean, Lynn was great. Don't get me wrong. The Mariners also helped him out a little bit, at least a little bit today. I think it's fair to say that the Mariners helped him out a little. Lynn bit was today. really good though. He was really good. The Mariners, like he was on the looking corners. to trading for him. By by the yeah, way, yeah, I'm gonna continue to pound that table. Um, sure. but, but uh, yeah. All right. Um, in my panic that uh, I thought we lo- we were going to lose our recording here uh, with your whole internet situation. I forgot to mention uh, the Mayor's going out on the road 
Uh, they begin with the Yankees starting tomorrow, Yankee Stadium. You can catch all the action on the Mayor's Hometown broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. I was really interested to see if Miller would end up throwing more sliders in this one because, you know, again, we talked about it on Friday uh, about just how bad this White Sox team was against the slider. But we've seen in the past where it would make sense for Miller to throw more breaking balls, but he's just like, screw you, I'm throwing the fastball. And so I thought maybe we were just going to get that again today. So I was pleasantly surprised to see him use the slider and use it effectively today as well. Mm -hmm. So um, that was good. Uh, Like you mentioned, all the hard hit balls, that's not really typical for him. You know, we've seen him somehow find a way to generate a lot of weak contact, especially with that fastball, despite the high velocity uh, that he throws it at. Um, So uh, that that just seems like a, you know a good day overall for for the White Sox offense. They weren't able to you know score runs, but they uh, they did have some pretty good at bats against him, and they were able to you know put together some good contact here. But uh, you know, fortunately, it didn't uh, hurt the Mariners in the end. So um, you know, overall, yeah. I I feel pretty good about Miller's start. I I feel about it. I feel the roughly the same way I felt about his last start against Miami, where <laughs> good could be better. Six but, locks last time out. So, well, yeah, the zero that's is a big number. That's obviously the you know that's the big difference here. But still, you know, a situation where it's like good could have been better, but we'll absolutely take that, especially for a rookie making what his ninth yeah. career start at the major league level. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, he was solid. Um, Justin Topa, kind of the the forgotten guy in all all the yeah the hoopla yeah. today. He was really good. Uh, here's my favorite little number for you. He threw just three fastballs, uh, three two seamers, all were for mm. called strikes. <laughs> they didn't swing at it. They were all strikes. Every time he threw that pitch, it was a strike, including uh, uh, a pitch that ended up on uh, pitching ninja, a two seam fastball to Ben attendee that had a 21 inch run to it that I kid you not started right at the inside corner. Mm-hmm. And was on the outer third of the plate before it hit, uh, as or as it hit Raleigh's glove. So, yeah, go go check out that pitch if you guys haven't seen it on Pitching Ninja's Twitter feed. Um, Topo was really good today and, and continues to be just a really solid find. And, and you know, we saw Munoz just looked really good since his return. He's brash is getting there. He's getting a lot better. Uh, he's walking fewer guys, certainly. Um, and, and Seawald, you know, minus the hiccup he had uh, yesterday has just been all-star quality for the entire year. Um, so yeah, yeah can, we, feeling- can we real quick, real quick, can we not blame yesterday's loss on Paul Seawald? Oh, absolutely not. It's on the offense. Yeah, yeah. 100%. It's on Seawald the shouldn't have even been in that situation nope. to begin with. Nope. Yep. Yep. So it's a bummer. It happens to the best of them. But yeah, the Mariners' bullpen appears to be in pretty good shape as they head off on the road. They have the off day tomorrow, which can really help and and again they didn't use Munoz brash or oh, sorry they off tomorrow oh, yes my bad okay yes. so Tuesday through Thursday you can catch the yes. Mariners and the Yankees on the Mariners hometown broadcast with Sirius XMV yeah, yes XM correct didn't, didn't want to derail the entire show for that but yeah sure um so yeah obviously the Mariners uh they're gonna have all their high leverage guys when they go to New York so that's gonna be great uh they'll all have multiple days off uh when they get there as well thanks to the off day and thanks really to Justin Topa and, you know, Jared Kelnick. So uh, it was uh, it was a good day for the Mariners pitching staff overall and just a pretty good homestand. So, uh, yeah, you know, they've won two series in a row. That's great. 
they're going on the road here. I think we're about to talk about, you know, what, what our expectations are for that, uh, in just a minute. But, um, yeah, overall it's still a really good homestand and yeah, it's a little frustrating that they could have won, you know, one of the two games that they lost or maybe probably even both of them, they could have won or should have won. But at the end of the day, it's four and two against, you know, one of the better, better teams in the national league right now. And you took care of business against a bad uh, Chicago White Sox roster. You did what you had to do there and and you won two out of three. So yeah, you do that the rest of the year, you're going to be in the playoffs. So we'll see uh, what kind of steps they can make on the road. You're listening to the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Thank you again for making us your first listen after the Mariners 5-1 to win over the Chicago White Sox again starting Tuesday, not tomorrow. Tuesday, you can catch the Mariners and the Yankees on the Mariners hometown broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. This is a big road trip. This is a very big road trip. Um, if you have a disaster, could derail things completely. Because uh, we're now at the point where every win, every loss matters in the grand scheme of things of how you approach the deadline, which the Mariners, if even if they get on a nice little run here, they are going to need some help. And depending on you know, if there is a run, how good that run is, uh, that'll determine how aggressive they get at the deadline and addressing some of their needs. So we can talk all we want about what we hope happens on this road trip, but Colby, what needs to happen on this road trip? Well, the first thing that needs to happen is you guys need to send us your all-star ballots voting for JP with the hashtag JP for ASG. Um, you can send it to us on Twitter or email and you will be entered to win a lovely Luis Castillo autograph card. And if JP actually makes it to the all-star game, even as a replacement, then we will be giving away kind of a, a team box type of thing that's going to be fun to put together. Um, the second thing that needs to happen is we need your questions for Mailbag Monday. Send it to send them to us on Twitter after I send out the tweet or via email. We're going to get special priority to the email questions since you guys have rocked out the JP All Star vote via email, which is a bit surprising. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll make sure you send us those questions. What we as for what needs to happen on this road trip or what we think will happen. You have to win one of these series. Like that's just, you have to win one. It doesn't matter much which one it is. Um, but you have to, you have to like, you can't go, you can't go one and two and one and two in these series. You have to find a way to go three and three on this road trip. And you know, you could sit it's three and three, two and four. What's the difference? Well, it's two games under 500 as you come back home versus being 500 again. Um, Heck, if you want to go four and two or five and one or six and oh, those are all bonuses. Those are great, but you have to find a way to win one of these series and you can't get swept. Um, I I guess you could get swept and then sweep the other series, but at the end of the day, you have to go three and three um, to kind of build any kind of momentum. And, and the road has been really tough for the Mariners. Uh, you know, in the last homestand before the, the last road trip, they won seven of 10. This last time they won four of six. They're starting to play better at home. That's great. And then they went on the road and it was a disaster. You have to avoid it, especially since you're chasing these teams. You can't afford to hemorrhage games against them. Um, and you want to keep your momentum going. So I think you have to go three and three. I, I just, I think you have to find a way. Have to absolutely have to, because you know, you had an opportunity here to uh, 
maybe be six and a half back of first place exiting this weekend. And instead you are eight and a half back, um, which is where you were entering this weekend series. You did pick up a couple games on Houston, but again, you know, can you get to five back before the all-star break? I think that would be huge. It's still, there's still a chance, but you're going to have to do some damage on this road trip. Um, yeah, I mean, like, look, if they go two and four, they're not out of it. No, but you're you're at the point now where it's not enough to just, you know, win series because it's not like if you just win series for every series for the rest of the year after this road trip, you're still going to end up with 90 wins. Fine. Cool. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But you might not end up with the best team you could possibly have because Jerry and Justin are going to look at this squad and say, look, we got to be realistic about where we are. We could catch fire. We could, you know, but if we don't win eight like, in a row or something. Let's like not beat that. around the bush here. Being able to feasibly compete for the for the division changes things a lot. Yeah. If you can justify that, if you can talk yourself into still making a run and, and winning the division, that changes a lot of things. That changes how you approach the deadline as opposed to just going for a, another wildcard berth, which still yeah. matters but it might not incentivize the Mariners to maybe pay a, a dollar 10 on a player instead of just a dollar on another right. guy. It also, it also eliminates rentals because why on earth would you go pay the 130 cents or a hundred $1 30 cents on the dollar for mm. Jock Peterson, even though the, the giants are on fire right now, they're certainly not selling. They're not trading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just hypothetically, just because mm. it's a name we've talked about, yeah. you're not going to go do that. If the payoff is, maybe you get the last wild card. You're not going to make that type of move. Now, if it's we feel good, we're going to get into the wild card game and we have a shot to chase down the the Rangers or whoever it is, right? Then maybe you do go and you pay that little bit extra to go get a rental like that. So yeah, it's an important road trip because I'll tell you what, if they go four and two, somehow if they win both of these series, Mm -hmm. the narrative flips so much from if they go two and four and even if they go three and three, because now you're two games up, you're coming back, you get to play. Washington, I think it is, yep. uh, before you play Tampa, who's certainly slowing down uh, based off of where they were. Still a very dangerous team, but not nowhere mm-hmm. near at the pace they were in April and May. Um, so you have a shot there to kind of build momentum towards the all-star break before you go back out on the road. Uh, so the difference between three and th- three and three is safe, right? It's where you need to be. And it's a huge difference between two and four and four and two, right? It's a two game swing. Um, and yeah. two games could make the difference between the Mariners, like you said, being aggressive at the deadline and, or kind of being a little bit more cautious than we want them to be, particularly on the rental market. So we'll see where it all goes from here, but, uh, yeah, it's a big, it's a big road trip certainly. And again, I think you have to avoid disaster, which means you have to go three and three again, two and four doesn't knock you out, but it's another uphill climb because now you have to win two series or sweep the the nationals to get back above 500. And you don't want to keep playing, you know, yo-yo with this 500 mark because it's yeah. going to put you in an awkward position where maybe we buy, maybe we sell, maybe we do both. Maybe we, we only go a little bit. We just stand with, pat. Yeah. yeah. Like you have to clear this gap here between you and 500 and it's going to be tough to do it on this road trip, but you can't go back down the hill and then have to go back up the hill. Uh, to get back to 500 uh, every single time you go on the road. That's just not going to work. 
Yeah, being 500 is the worst possible place to be, uh, you know, approaching the trade deadline. So you're 500 and you're three games back of the wild card, but you have four teams to pass like they do right now. What do you do? Yep. Yeah, my my focus is, and maybe I'm playing a losing game here, but my focus is still the division right now. I think it is attainable. I, I think they can get on a run and, and compete for it. Sure. But that run has to start soon. It has to start soon. Um, right. My and again, focus. what really matters here is, you know, building up enough confidence that you can do that, that you can make that run, that you can make that comeback and, and chase down the Rangers and the Angels and the yeah. Astros, um, because that completely and ultimately dictates your aggressiveness or lack thereof at the deadline. Yeah. And in the meantime, the wild card is is keeping you right where you're within shouting distance. And, and yeah. playoffs are better than no playoffs. So sure. would you like to win the division? Sure. Were we kind of hoping this would be the year you take that jump? Sure. Is it the end of the world if you don't take that jump? No. Is it a bit disappointing? Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think, again, it's important for me. To me, to get in the wild card, you just have to play good ball. 500 on the road, win your series at home. To win the division, I think you're going to have to reel off an eight, nine game win streak or something like that at some point. And I don't know if they're capable of doing that, but I also don't know if they're not capable because this team continues to just absolutely flummox me. I think the thing that we should just stop doing with this team is assume, right? Because, like, you know, this weekend, right? We assumed. That uh, or at least I did. That they uh, they had it figured out offensively. You know, we had seen a good you know week and a half, two weeks of, of this, and then you know the last I don't know um, before that that triple, the last fourteen innings had yep. looked terrible. Um, it looked like they were back to to ground zero basically, and then the triple happens, and now we feel a lot better, and we'll see if you know they can maintain that momentum going into New York. Now, Aaron judge is not supposed to play in this series. We'll see if he magically appears somehow. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> yeah. Same, same man. Uh, but there's an opportunity there. Um, Aaron, the Yankees with, without Aaron judge is a lot less scary than with Aaron judge. So I, I don't think I'm going out on a limb by saying right. that. So this time you get Cole where you didn't last time, but, Whatever. Mariners own Garrett Cole. Sure. Especially Jared, six Jared, innings in the first. Jared, Jared, Jared Kelnick owns. Oh, uh, you know what? Jared We're Cole. probably going to get an appearance from the Seattle Mariners guy again. <laughs> Your favorite. Ugh. That'll do it. Mm. Thanks for following. Thanks for joining us on Locked on Mariners. Mar- I hate you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, we should you know, get that guy to do our outro. I'm good. I'll pass. <laughs> I'll I'll pass. Uh, Let us know in the comments if you want us to get the guy with the Seattle Mariners thing to get him to do our outro. Please let don't. us know. Please don't. Let us please know. Don't. Keep your comments to yourself. Uh, that's gonna do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us on Locked On Mariners.
Colby Paddode. I'm Tide Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well at Locked On Mariners. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Be sure to get us your questions for tomorrow, Mailbag Monday. Email us at LockedOnMariners at gmail.com. Tweet at us at uh, LO underscore Mariners. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Go Mariners.